Welcome back to part 2 of the series that will serve as an analysis to the first test match between Australia and India in this exciting Border Gavaskar trophy. This part will largely deal with if Saha is the best wicketkeeper option, Shami's debilitating injury, Ashwin's performance with the ball, Jadeja's role, Kohli's absence from the team, the constant cutting and chopping, is Gill an answer to a middle order crisis, KL Rahul and if and what position he is best fit for additionally we focus on the pressure on rahane the need to form a solid test playing core rohit sharma and ishan sharma's absence the batting collapses in the sena countries and the squad announced on the eve of the second test match forming the crux of our subject matter for this exciting part 2 achal is here as well for this part and let's get underway with our first topic Saha like the best wicketkeeper option right now in test. Now Saha has always been the first choice wicketkeeper in tests. He has consistently shown that, you know, uh, he's shown the good performances and I think he selected in the team ba- uh, mostly for his keeping. And uh, even for Bengal in the domestic circuit he's been really good. Now his India journey has uh, that has often seen him keeping so well for India and his uh, batting also being handy in some tricky innings but he hasn't had that you know breakthrough uh, moment. Now this first test is no different. I mean considering how even the other batsmen had disastrous outings, I don't think we should you know single him out and uh, blame him or something. But he yeah. did inspire confidence with his batting. Now everyone is like you know let's drop him, get Rishabh Pant as he scored that gritty hundred the last time we toured Australia. And even in the practice match, Rishabh Pant was middling the ball like effortlessly, right? And uh, even with the recent uh, announcement that stated that pants will be making it to the playing level this means saha gets axed and is it fair well that's how cutthroat you know the competition is and one bad performance or one like medium performance is enough to get your critics all solidified on their stance of bringing the next best alternative who they think will uh, be good for the team and will deliver the goods although this is in the best interest of the team Um, and it does you know even solidified the batting what does this mean to the confidence of saha who obviously has his age breathing down the neck and each of the matches he plays he will be coming in with a lot of pressure to uh, make the most of his uh, matches because that might be his last yeah that's very true i think it's a little bit unfair on saha but then that's how the things really are <laughs> the competition that you talked about it Yeah. It's a healthy competition, but sometimes it becomes ugly as well. Yeah, true. And we made one change for this test match that uh, punt in for Saha. And next, we'll talk about the next, that is Shami's debilitating injury. Hmm. I mean, that was really unfortunate, right? Yeah. Mohamed Shami has been India's premier test bowler for a while now. His seam presentation and skill with which he bowls is one of the best in the world. It's really unfortunate for him to get injured by a nasty pack coming delivery. This also ruled him out of the test series. Even though Shami went wicketless in the first innings, he looked the most threatening bowler in the first session on day one, especially when Bumrah and Yadav were not forcing the batsman into shot. Hmm. Last time Shami toured Australia for a test series, he picked up 16 wickets to complement Bumrah perfectly. Yes. Shami's injury has added to India's misery of missing Vishant Sharma already on the bowling front. We will surely see a debut in the second test. And as India has already named the test, it is going to hmm. be Mohamed Sirah. Hmm. 
Bumla will be left without his two experienced workhorses for support. Let's see how he does now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was really looking forward to seeing Shami again in this Boxing Day test match, but then the injury has ruled him out. I really hope Siraj has a good go with the ball. And uh, yeah, he's performed consistently well in the domestic circuit. And yeah, I think it's time he, we get to see that even in the white. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, next up, I, I think I like to talk about Ashwin's performance with the ball. Now, Ashwin's performance with the ball in the first innings was truly magical. I mean, he was the leading wicket taker with four scalps on the Aussie pitch, like a spinner getting four wickets, right? <laughs> and uh, the wicket of Smith edging it to the slips and his wild celebration was seriously indicative of how much that wicket meant to him. <laughs> the way that he was ran, so right? uncharacteristic of Ashwin. Exactly, yeah. We could see how much that wicket actually meant to him. And uh, I think that was like the starting point of an amazing spell with this pink ball deceiving the Aussies with spin and variations and the way he was generating that snapping wickets of Cameron Green, Travis Head and not giving anything away to the tail. He even got uh, Nathan Lyons wicket, right? And he was, I guess, the primary destroyer in charge of Australia's uh, first innings collapse and uh, we did manage to dismiss them for 191. I think credit has to also be given to Umesh Yadav and like Jaspreet Bumrah. I mean, they got three wickets and two wickets. They really lent India that edge but uh, the batting in the second innings and, uh, certainly didn't help the cause. And we weren't able to capitalize on that advantage. And that's exactly what caused India's downfall. Yeah, true. Ashwin was just too good to watch on that wicket, actually. Uh, yeah. Nathan Lyons balled well, but he didn't pick up wickets. But hmm. Ashwin balled well and picked up wickets. So that's a huge plus point for India going forward, the spinner getting wickets. Yeah, exactly. And even now we have uh, Jadeja, right, who's being named as one of the replacements and he's yes. going to be playing the test. Yes. And uh, this is probably a good move because then we'll have, uh, he will prove to be a handy batsman and he's obviously an asset for India. This would perhaps mean that uh, we would go ahead with two spinners and him partnering Ashwin, we can see a reversal in fortune. Uh, sometime back, you know, just imagine two spinners in the side or in Australia on the kind of surfaces that have. And now we have surfaces that actually favor spinners. Yeah, I mean, we did have Vaughn, Shane Vaughn bowling so well. But then this is like the new India we're going with Ashwin and Jadeja and like three pacers on this pitch. And uh, it is, I think, a welcome sign for spinners. And uh, yeah, we need to understand that Jadeja is like an asset or to the team every time he comes and uh, I just hope he makes the most of it. Uh, true, Jadeja is surely an asset. We badly missed him in the T20s, right? Yeah, the concussion, yes. Yeah. So, after uh, we have Jadeja coming in, but then we also have Kohli going out. So yeah. Let's talk about how Kohli's absence will hurt the team. Hmm. Well, Virat Kohli is certainly the biggest player of the current Indian team. Him taking a paternity leave will surely be a big blow, especially after the debacle in the first test. <laughs> Virat is the personality whom people look up to when something like 39 for, 36 for 9 has happened. Yes. Adding to this, the Indian skipper was the highest scorer for Indian athletes. Hmm. He also took a stunning catch of debutant Cameron Green when India's fielding looked really shaky. <laughs> India will need to find inspiration from somewhere in Kohli's absence. It might be from the standing captain Rahane or from the experienced champion at Pujara, but someone really has to step up in his absence now. 
Yeah, I mean the moment thirty six for nine happened, everyone was like, you know, pointing fingers at Kohli, and you know, like he led to that, and he didn't perform, and all that. And yeah, I mean, obviously he's the captain, he's the face of the team. But then I think he got a lot of criticism and a lot of negativity before leaving to India for the birth of his child. And uh, I really have hopes that you know Rahane will step up because we've seen him captaining, right? The Test versus Afghanistan, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Test versus Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at home he was really good, right? The, he's he has a very good head on his shoulders, and uh, Pujara is obviously an asset, and they both will certainly lead India in the right yeah. direction. That yeah, Ishan Sharma also termed Rahane as the balling ballers captain. Hmm. So I'm here really looking forward to Rahane leading. Exactly, yeah. And uh, although we faced such a humiliating loss, I mean, it's the constant chopping needed. Like three changes are forced, but uh, the others and how imperative will that be is uh, what I'm going to evaluate. Now, India is uh, going with potentially like five changes in the Boxing Day test after our Adelaide uh, debacle, and uh, with Virat Kohli back in India for the birth of his child and Shami out because of the fractured wrist, multiple changes are expected as announced today as well. So we have Siraj who's uh, going to make his debut in place of Shami. Now, if uh, now India is going to play Jadeja and Ashwin, this means we have the three seamers with Bumrah also being there. So this would make us a five bowlers attack, which would mean that Ajinkya Rahane and Hanuma Vihari, I think, would bat a spot higher. And with even Gill in the mix, Rishabh Pant is also coming in place of Riddhiman Saha purely because of his batting skills. Now this ensures, I think, that the middle order is solidified. And uh, with Ashwin and Jadeja, we also have more resistance in the lower order. So in case a collapse happens, we can like, still expect that these guys can step up. I really hope. And uh, the fact that I think Jadeja and Pant are like both left-handers, this will prove like different angles, right, for the Australian bowlers. Because the first, te- the first test team was like all right-handers. So now we at least have left-handers. It will uh, prove to be an edge. And uh, this. Yeah, this is also in the Indian team management's mind. And now these changes would be imperative and we will still have to see, uh, like KL Rahul is not playing, so that's going to be uh, a notable exclusion, which we're going to talk about later. But Gil being in the scheme of things is so good and I really am waiting to see him in the test. Yeah, I'm waiting to see Gil make his debut as well. And <laughs> the five-prone bowling attack makes me excited too because Ashwin and Jadeja are brilliant. In India, yeah, but it would be really interesting to see how they go about in Australia. Exactly. So let's talk about Gill for now. Gill, an answer hmm. to the unstable middle order. Well, before this series started, I was almost certain that India had a settled middle order in Pujara, Kohli, and Rahane. Hmm. I still think these three should not be fiddled with for another five years unless something really awful, awful happens. Hmm. Number six is the only dicey position, and I do not see any reason to drop Bihari yet. Yeah. However, Pant might be more useful at that spot if Bihari plays. Gil is still young, and I would like to like him to play in the home test when one of the three, that's Rahane, Pujara, or Kohli, is rested for workload management. Hmm. Gil, however, is opening in the boxing day test and can be a standby opener. As I see Rohit retire from test in a couple of years' time. Okay. <laughs> Rohit Sharma retiring from test. I mean, he hasn't played that yeah. many tests. But yeah, I mean, he's already 33. Up. He'll be 35. And I think he'll focus more on the limited overs. Yeah. Everyone is um, interested in the limited overs, right? That's more like... Um, <laughs> 
like people prefer that too but uh, yeah i think that's a good point gil could be an answer to the unstable middle order and even in the limited overs format like in the odis if you don't have ir performing for a longer period of time i think gil is certainly an answer and i'm very excited to see him uh, this time around yeah, i i personally see him as the direct replacement to kohli once he retires <laughs> okay yeah i just hope uh, he is and uh, yeah let's talk about kl rahul and where he is the best fit i mean he's not playing this match but then that is also a notable exclusion now yeah. kl rahul is i think the best when he's at the top we have a plethora of options we have prithvi shaw you have shubman gill then mayank agarwal rohit sharma they, they all come in the picture when you uh, immediately think of people who are at the top right for opening yeah. and yeah. Uh, many people also think that middle order is a place where he can lend assistance but now uh kl rahul also spoke about how uh, you know he his position will depend on where on the format and where the team wants him to bat so he's going to be flexible and uh, but the management will i thought would likely put them put him in the opener's position but many people also spoke about him uh, being at 5 right and uh, when rohit sharma is back in the fold as the opener and if others don't click in the middle order i think you know we should see him uh, playing Uh, yeah. a lot of permutations and combinations are possible with the kind of options we have <laughs> and wasim jafar's cryptic tweet also did indicate you know pick gill and rahul and even today i think he tweeted about how no uh, kl and his disappointment on the same which was again cryptic in nature and uh, yeah with uh, him emphasizing on that maybe it's time to exercise that option and rahul does average like 44 right when he's opening and his attacking mindset is important and it will complement someone like uh, mayank agarwal who has his uh, stone walling capability to keep defending and he plays the solid knocks right unlike his That's t20 true. exploits and uh, on the other hand yeah and on the other hand shubman gill at number 4 uh, yeah would have been a good uh, option but now he's opening so that also let's see how that goes now india must actually get into the habit of big scores because uh, if the bowlers have to have something to bowl for you need to have a competitive total that will help you i guess yeah that's true and it's a pity that kl rahul is not playing but i think yeah. that's the way to go forward in the end <laughs> i mean he is one of the best batsmen you have got in the country but he's not playing that just shows you how much competition is there in the team. absolutely yeah so let's leave it to the pressure rahane is going to face captaining the side yeah. of a huge loss and what's running on his mind hmm. oof okay <laughs> so rahane will be under a lot of pressure especially after such a disaster in the first test yeah as if that was not enough rahane <laughs> will miss the services of important red ball players like virat kohli ishan sharma Rohit Sharma and Mohammad Shami that like one third of the players gone right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it will be interesting if to see if rahane how, how rahane handles the things and his players i don't really know what would be going on the back of his mind mm. um first to pick almost half the side which did not feature in the previous game <laughs> and then to lead from the front when he's not in the best of the batting form will be interesting <laughs> and If India somehow managed a comeback from here, I think Rahane deserves a lot of credit for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the way he talks in the press conferences and the kind of confidence he exudes and the belief he instills in his players, I think that's highly underrated. And uh, again, really looking forward to him leading the side in Australia. Uh, yeah, good absolutely. times, yeah. 
I think his calm personality is needed over here. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And uh, my next point would be about uh, us forming a proper test playing core. And uh, does the role of the coaching staff and all is there a change needed on that front? Now, India certainly needs a proper test playing core. We have seen how other nations have that core, who also form the rock of the team. Now, constant cutting and chopping isn't the way. We need to give opportunities to people, and in case they don't perform, don't like directly uh, get them axed from the team. Let them play a couple of couple more matches. They can't prove their merit. Send them back to the domestic circuit. Let them grind it out there and make it back to the team. I mean, this time we don't have the Ranji Trophy because the pandemic happened, and they're again focusing on I think Syed Mushtaq. Yeah, that's sad, but yeah. <laughs> so we we can't do that. But then this is the ideal way, right? Just send them back to the domestic circuit and yeah, let exactly. them make it. Exactly. Even and the greatest players like Dravid and Sachin went back to domestic sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, and it it doesn't like kill to go back there, right? And even the playing score would obviously take time to make it. We can't just magically expect one night to have the score. And it will take a series worth of effort and experimentation. And I guess coming to the point of change in the coaching staff and all that, I think the head director at Shastri and the coaching staff is like very unfair and highly unnecessary, which is not needed at this point. The team doesn't need negatives, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, one bad performance isn't an indication to like change everything, scrap everything, and you know you you don't have to like jump the gun and do something instantly. Uh, that's ruled out. And for all those using terms like you know RCBification of the uh, Indian team with Shastri and Kohli at the helm doing damage, I think it's just sad and petty, rather unfortunate to see. You know. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Neha. I think India had a pretty mm. decent test score uh, before Kohli going out for his paternity leave. True. Because uh, Mayank Agarwal, Rohit Sharma, Pujara, Kohli, Rahane, and the three bowlers and Ashwin—that's pretty much the core now. Yes. So I think they need to stick to it, uh, you know, uh, and play the rest of the matches. Absolutely. And let's talk about Rohit Sharma and his influence as a test player, and how much India has, has how much the absence of the two Sharmas affected. Hmm. Well, Rohit had just started making a mark as a test opener hmm. in the two home series that he played against South Africa and Bangladesh. He was phenomenal. He hit a double century as well. Hmm. And him missing out the limited over series itself was a huge blow. But him not playing the first two tests is a bigger blow in my opinion. True. He was he, he has a brilliant record in Australia and would have been perfect partner to Mayank Agarwal. Yeah. And good start is always a key to winning test matches, especially when playing away from home. It will be a huge sigh of relief once he joins the team for the third test, especially in absence of Virat Kohli. True. To be honest, India hardly missed Ishan Sharma as Umesh Yadav came good. It will be a challenge henceforth, as India will be without Shami too. India might miss the services of Ishan Sharma to support Jasprit Bumrah. Hmm. However, this should also be seen as an opportunity for youngsters like Gil, Shaw, Siraj, and Sir. And we know that Gil and Siraj are making their debut in the next test. Yes, yes, and I think uh, have you also noted this that Rohit Sharma's performance in Australia is substantiated mostly with his limited overs outings, and people just end up thinking that you know he might come good in Test. I mean, yeah, he had like a phenomenal start as you rightly mentioned versus South Africa and Bangladesh, but he's I feel like better suited for the limited overs too, right? Yeah, 
and uh, yeah. yeah but then he's a he's such a personality that in the absence of virat kohli might come good that's what i feel yeah the experience will count right exactly yeah exactly exactly perfect so let's talk about sena batting collapse and too much limited over cricket in the test batting sena south africa england new zealand and australia australia hmm. the australian test series win in 2018-19 was one of the greatest highlights of the current team but india has failed to drag a test to day 5 for for three consecutive tests now well, that's a sign of worry yeah. two in new zealand and now in australia in fact india has lost 2141 and 20 in south africa england and new zealand respectively india is one of the best bowling attacks currently without a doubt but batting has constantly let the team down too much of limited overs cricket might be one of the major issues that team for the team not lasting long durations while batting hmm. we saw that happen with kl rahul he entered the international circuit as a test specialist but now finds himself as the best ranked indian t20 batsman and out of the test team hmm. rahane too in my opinion has been affected trying to break into the limited overs team india needs a clear roadmap ahead and have more test specialists like pujara and ashwin is what i feel i think what happens here is that many people like uh, equate playing in the limited overs like fantasy cricket is obviously giving you a lot of money right and when yeah. you have someone like pujara and rahane they have just been stereotyped as test batsmen and who can only play the longer format so for them to get that kind of exposure and make their way back into the limited overs team like just seems uh unlikely it's rather even unfortunate that they can never make it back so for pujara he always has to look for options like you know playing county cricket i think sheffield uh, indians can't like they don't allow foreign players yeah. right yeah he plays county yes. yeah so county cricket becomes one of the major things so limited overs is becoming such an important thing and i think that balance between having like the same number of limited overs matches and the longer format matches is like it would be such a good debate but then again people will talk about the workload management and it becoming too overwhelming for the players too right that's true i'm interested to see this that we have 14 tests in the next one year so that's pretty exciting yes <laughs> actually yeah uh last but not the least uh, let's just focus on you know bcci's announcement today before uh, the second test with respect to the squad Now a uh, day before the much awaited boxing day test match uh, BCCI has announced the team and uh, Australia is planning to go ahead with the same squad uh, with respect to India we have Rahane captaining the side with Mayank Agarwal Shubman Gill making his debut Pujara Hanuma Vihari Rishabh Pant back in the squad uh, forming the solid batting unit now we have Jadeja and Ashwin Uh, forming the solid mid, uh, lower middle order and you have umesh yadav jaspreet bumrah and mohammad siraj who is also making his debut forming the bowling setup and completing the strong side on paper this looks like a very strong side and yeah and we also have to note that uh, prithvi shaw and riddhiman shah have been dropped with uh, siraj pant jadeja and gill making their way uh, the replacements do look good and i feel we are all set for the test pant uh mant and jadeja will obviously make the batting look deep and in kohli's absence it did seem like the right step kl rahul will be missed and uh, siraj has proven his uh, you know like uh, credentials with the red ball and he has a very good ranji record as well mm-hmm. topping the charts for long right so it will yes. be exciting to see him don the whites 
KL Rahul uh, did seem like the notable exclusion and maybe having him play this test would have been ideal as he I feel he has matured as a player uh, shouldering responsibilities in the sense of how he's captain Kings 11 Punjab and even in the Karnataka domestic circuit he's been really good Yeah, uh, and yeah, I mean, social media was like really unhappy about his exclusion. But again, who would he replace in the setup? Vihari, but is but like again, him getting axed is like not giving him enough opportunities. Again, uh, let's not jump to conclusions and further try to <laughs> complicate this uh, team that has been chosen. But then I guess time would tell if he would be in the reckoning for the test. Yeah, that's very true, Neha. Just. But for the second test looks perfect for me. Yeah. So I personally would have liked to see Shaw be given another go before we get Rohit back in the third test. Hmm. And now there will be a question of who will Rohit replace if Mayank Agarwal has a good test, as you don't want to be dropping Subman Gill after only one match. Really. True. The other changes looked like forced changes, and I'm delighted to see Siraj making his debut. Hmm. I really hope he performs well and people do not troll him and call him the RCB coach. Exactly, yeah. I I read an article a couple of days ago which mentioned the success of Indian spinners when they are bowling in pace or a three-spin attack in Australia. Hmm. And the numbers were rather encouraging. Right hmm. from the age of Prasanna uh, Brady to the age of Harbhajan Singh and Kumble. Hmm. We always had two two or three spinners playing in Australian soil. Hmm. So playing both Ashwin and Jadeja makes sense, and fun towards an automatic selection after his hundred in the practice match at Thailand after uh, after a bad match for Saha. Hmm. As far as Rahul is concerned, he will have to wait longer for a test comeback. <laughs> it is, but it's actually heartening to see the management backing Vihari. Yeah, Achal, good points you bring. and uh, yeah this brings us to an end to this uh, episode which served as a uh, recap of sorts of the first test and thank you so much atul for taking time off your busy schedule and uh, sharing your thoughts and opinions it was really great to hear you talk and your beautiful insights this was a great collaboration and yeah would love to have you on the podcast again thank you so much neha it was a pleasure to be on the podcast <laughs> thank you atul cheers Thank you so much listeners for all the support you've been showering the podcast on social media and for personally conveying your good wishes too. This two part series was really exciting and I'm glad you liked to liked it too. Please keep the support coming. Also, do check out at the rate never on the backfoot's official Instagram handle for all the fun trivia quizzes and a lot more that's curated just for you. Please share the podcast and stay tuned for more episodes. Cheers and goodbye for now.